Championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Washington outside left. Roethlisberger has time. Throws to the back of the end zone. And it is hard for a touchdown by Holmes. A minute remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on earth. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, join with my man, Swerving Irving Washington. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Chilling. Oh, John said we need to hurry up and put out our best bets for NFL. Oh, those are coming Saturday. Oh damn! Uh, oh, you gotta wait then. I let them know. Saturday, we'll we'll put those out. College football bets going out tomorrow, though. Top five bets going out tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. We'll share those on the socials. Uh, make sure you're following us at Taproom Sports Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com/slash Taproom Sports Podcast. You can just go to TaproomSportsPodcast.com and find everything there. You can follow Irv on Twitter at Swervin Irvin TSP. You can follow me at Jordan Rules TSP. We putting them out there, so uh, we'll get those out. <clears throat> College football tomorrow, NFL on Sunday. You can always go listen to our NFL podcast, which we put out last night, which has a, a ton of informative information for people out there. Um, some good handicaps, some entertaining handicaps as well. Um, but tonight we're going to talk college football. Uh, before we get to that, I do need to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. So with that being said, Irv, before we get to, uh, before we get to the college football, Aaron Judge finally hits home run 61. We can finally get that shit over with. Uh, I know you're kind of in the same boat as me that we don't really f- care about it, but... What's your thoughts on on Aaron Judge hitting home run number sixty one? Oh, Yay congratulations! It's a big accomplishment for him. I don't. It's not the. Well, I guess he tied the AL record because you know all the other home run over sixty was done in the NL. So it's a big. It's a good accomplishment for him. He's not the home run king, no. And I don't want to hear all that shit about oh asterisk and all that. He has. He's having a good season. So when somebody hits seventy four, that's when I'll call him the home run king. Facts, <clears throat> completely agree. Sixty one's cool, I guess. If you, uh, I mean, in no other sport are we like, oh man, this guy just broke the AFC record for touchdown passes, or this guy broke the Western Conference record for points scored. Like we don't, baseball's like the only sport we really do that. I get it that people are excited uh, for who he is. I think, I mean, hitting 60, I'm not saying hitting 61 home runs isn't phenomenal, dude. I think that's a hell of an accomplishment. But like you said. Yeah, but it's being overrated because he's a Yankee. Let's yep. be real. Yep. And this, you know, there's only one home run king, and that's Mr. Barry Bonds. So until Barry. that record gets broken. <laughs> Barry Lamar Bonds. Yep. Until that record gets broken, I, I'm sorry, I just don't really, don't really care. Um, all right, let's talk about some college football games. So we got this, uh, this week's board is, um, it's interesting, I guess we could say, you know, last week was really tough to find like some good 
good value and good edges, I thought. Um, but I, I, I like the board this week, dude. I like the board this week. Yeah, there's a lot of good games out there this week. You can <clears throat> make you some good scratch this week. Yep. And one of the games is the game on Friday night um, where we have a battle of two undefeated Pac-12 teams. We have Washington heading into the Rose Bowl to face UCLA. Right now, Washington uh, is about minus three, minus three and a half. Seeing some minus two and a halfs out there, too. It opened at two and a half. It got bet up and then kind of got bet back down. Um, both these teams are 4-0, as I said. Washington's 4-0 against the spread. UCLA is 2-2 two two against the spread. Washington has not left the confines of their own home, though. This is going to be their first road game. Um, what's your thoughts on on these two teams in this in this game here? Well, they're both kicking off Pac-12 play. UCLA is nah, you, you, They both played Pac-12 play yesterday, last week. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, my bad. They did both kick it off. Oh, they both kicked it off for victories, too, I believe. Yeah, UCLA oh. played Colorado. Woo! And uh, yeah. Washington played Stanford. They let Colorado score 17 points, though, so that might not be a good sign. But yeah, the game was over. Uh-huh. It was over. But it should be a good test for both teams. Washington's first test on the road. Then we're going to have UCLA. We're finally going to see them get tested. Um, I mean, both these teams are going to get tested for the first time, really. I mean, I guess you true. could say Michigan well, State. But Michigan State, as, as, as they go on, we're seeing that they – aren't as good as initially thought. Yeah, but they did give Washington their first test because Washington was blowing them out, but Michigan State low-key tried to come back and make it a game. Yep. Which could be like, you know, is Washington really that good? Because, I mean, Washington's defense, obviously, you look at it not like ultra superior, I guess I would say. Um, You know, UCLA's defense is actually amongst the top, I think they're top twenty-five in the in the country right now, but they haven't really played anyone. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Let me see. I have it up here. They are UCLA's defense. They're sixty-second in the country. So top half of the country. Yeah. So they. This is definitely the best offense they're gonna face. So we've uh, we're gonna finally get to see what that defense is made of. Yep. Um actually and the same thing with Washington. Yeah, and no, I lied, they they are sixty sixty second. So that's pretty interesting. Um sorry, let me go back to that. Sorry. Uh I think this is an interesting game because I do think that, you know, UCLA is gonna be able to run the ball. I think that's going to be a big issue, and they're at home, and they're catching points. I think that's huge for for UCLA here. Like, I don't think Washington should be, you know, I don't I don't know why they're a three point dog on the on the road here. Like, are they really that much more superior than UCLA? Like, what have you, what has anybody seen that tells you like, yeah, they're way better than UCLA? I think there are a lot of people are overvaluing that win at home against Michigan State, but we've been said that Michigan State wasn't the team that everybody thought they was going to be. Mel Tucker does have to reload and get better because he did use a lot of production and he lost a lot of upperclassmen too. So you got to give Washington credit too because that's easily a game of a Pac-12 team would have lost in recent years. So 
I think the biggest key with this game is going to be, like you said, whoever can establish the line of scrimmage, run the ball, and then work the passing game off setting up, setting the tone with the run. Another thing you got to look at, too, is um, turnovers. Neither team has really been turning the ball over like that. So whoever can force some turnovers and that leads to points, going to bode well for that team as well. Yeah, right now UCLA is defensively allowing 18 points per game, um, whereas Washington allowing 19 points per game. Both these teams scoring a lot. The total right now is sitting at 64 and a half. Yeah, I don't think they get – that's basically both team in the 30s. I mean, both these teams can score, though. Yeah, it could. It, that over could hit. We're seeing uh, for Washington, um, Parker is out, or he's questionable. Mm-hmm. Their starting safety, Dunn, is questionable, should play. And then only person on the injury report for UCLA is uh, – Andrews, so he, mm. he should be playing. Uh, Washington's defense against the run, 31st against the run right now in efficiency, oh. in EPA rating. Okay. So that's uh, it's pretty interesting. They might be able to, I don't know if they'll, I think this all depends on how many people show up to the stadium too. UCLA fans got to show up. Yeah, there's some of that some of their home crowds has been pitiful. So, and it's to the point now where they just sectioning off a large amount of the Rose Bowl because they know they probably she's gonna struggle to get thirty fit between thirty and fifty thousand fans in there. So, yep. hopefully that hopefully that improves. UCLA's offense, fourteenth uh, in the country right now. Washington twentieth in the country in efficiency. That's nice. Where's USC top five? USC's tenth. That game against Oregon State set them back. Not surprised. Well, Arizona State to get us back on the uh, right back on track. Yeah, they were like third in the country last week. Now they're now they're tenth. Ohio State number one. A big part of that's because of the win against Toledo, where they put up seventy seven points. That's so you got to take out the grain of salt. If we call that hidden figures. Um, but as far as like making a pick for this game, like I I took UC or UCLA plus three and a half. Um, I think that I think that getting the three and a half at home. I think these two teams are very equal, and so if I'm getting the three and a half points, I'm gonna take it. Like if I was getting three and a half with Washington, I would have taken it. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson completing seventy five percent of his passes this year, only has one interception, and plus he has the threat of his legs. So does Michael Penix Jr. So that's gonna be something interesting to watch for. I do agree though that the total is a little too high for me to play at sixty four and a half, although that would probably be something that you can look at. I'd probably lean the under right now. I just think that number is a little too high. And both these defenses are pretty good, but like like we both said, this is both their first real test, you know what I mean? And because of that, I'd probably lean towards the under. Gonna be and Thompson weird. Robinson has a tendency to show up in bigger games too. So you can expect, I expect him to have a pretty good game. Yep. I think, I think UCLA, like I, everyone uh, looks to that South Alabama game, right? And they're like, well, they they dropped the ball against South Alabama. Well, I mean, South, Al- South Alabama is pretty good. And that Sunbelt conference is really good. And on top of that, only like 25 people showed up to the stadium that day. So it's like, <laughs> 
you know, what kind of motivation does a team have? That's why I think it's, dude, this is Friday night prime time. It's important for these UCLA fans to show up and show out for their team here. I hope they do. Do you, though? Uh, no, I just want them to support their team. Like, they are undefeated. I get it. Some of the uncertainty around, are they moving to the Big Ten? Are they not? Is the regions going to block the move? But they're undefeated, man. Come out and support your squad. I understand a lot of UCLA fans don't like Chip Kelly, but he's playing winning football. He took – he beat USC last year, went 8-4. and four. So, you know, just give, just let him keep doing what he's doing and just support your program. If I could support Clay Helton, you can definitely support Chip Kelly. <laughs> Facts. Um, all right, let's move into this next game. So we both kind of are leaning towards UCLA here. Well, I actually like UCLA. I like UCLA. Like, I'll throw it Yeah, I like there. UCLA too. I like UCLA in that game. Um, all right, let's talk about this next game. We have uh, Purdue at Minnesota. Minnesota right now 4-0, 4-0 against the spread. Um, just – I mean, having a phenomenal season right now, although this is really their first test, too. Yeah. Um, their previous games, I mean, they've beaten Illinois. Oh, who are they beaten so far? Michigan State, Colorado, um, WIU, and New Mexico State. And New Mexico State's trash. But they're 4-0 against the spread, so they've beaten market expectations, um, which is which is pretty impressive so far. PJ Flex doing his thing right now. Minnesota is minus 12 and a half. This game open minus seven. It's been all bet all the way up to 12 and a half. The total is at 52. What's your thoughts on this game? Um, I honestly think Purdue might give Minnesota some tests, but PJ Fleck pretty got the golden. That's they the golden gophers, right? Yep. He got them. He got them on a good path right now. And, and it was pretty impressive because we know Michigan state is not a great team. But they shut out Michigan State, so yeah, that kind of showed me that they're not playing any games right now. I think Purdue will give them some challenges offensively, but Purdue's defense, I don't know, man. They haven't looked that good to me, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop Minnesota's run game. I think that's just going to set the tone. And like you said, I wasn't really high on them coming into the season, but he's proven me wrong so far. Tanner Morgan has been playing some pretty damn good football. Yep, Tanner Morgan has been great, and Ibrahim uh, has been one of the best running backs in the country so far. Um, I think the biggest thing here, like if if you're looking for Purdue or you're looking to back Purdue, is like they played Penn State really tough at home. They probably, arguably, maybe should have won that game. Um, but, I mean, from there, like it's just been a struggle. You go to Syracuse, that's a game where you're a one-and-a-half-point dog and you or one-and-a-half-point favorite and you lose outright. You lose 29-32 to 32 in a game where I was, I mean, just the wildest fourth quarter of all time. But, I mean, Syracuse had struggle moving the ball against Virginia, and they moved the ball pretty freely against uh, Purdue. Reason for that is because they couldn't stop the run. And what does Minnesota want to do first? They want to establish right. the run. Yeah, and that could that could be an issue. Plus, this is definitely the best defense that Purdue has faced all year. Purdue's a great home team. When they are a dog at home, you almost always want to back them because Brom will always get up, and these guys always upset somebody, right? But this is at Minnesota. You know, Aiden O'Connell, he's looked good this year, but their defense. You know, losing George Karloftis was a big loss um, for that defense, and they haven't been able to replace that kind of production yet. I think 12 and a half points is too much though. 
Like if I got this at seven, I'd be I'd be stoked. I lean I lean the the twelve and a half, but I honestly I kind of like the under here, under fifty two. I think that might be the play. Um, but I don't know because I think that this could like I think Purdue can score, and I think Minnesota can score. Like I could see this game being like twenty eight twenty four. Twenty. I think Minnesota's defense is going to stop that offense because if Penn State could put them in check pretty much for the second half, Minnesota has a better defense than Penn State. So it, this game does have a chance to get ugly, and it's on the road. So yeah, Minnesota right now defensively uh, eighth overall in efficiency. Yeah, I think. This twelve and a half points but, is kind of, but at the same time, low. Penn State's fourth and Purdue put up what are they? They put up thirty one points on on Purdue, and that was the first game of the year. Though I don't think they scored that many points the rest of the season. Who Purdue? Yeah, who did they score more points against? Uh, well, they played Indiana State and won fifty six nothing. Oh, that's not. That's not nothing to brag about. I don't know. I just I think PJ Fleck is is on a revenge tour, He's trying to have a kind of have a bounce back year from what he went through last year. So I don't know. I don't think Purdue is going to stop this train. I think it's going to keep on moving. Yeah, Minnesota's in an interesting position because really the two toughest opponents they play is Purdue and then Penn State. If they could run the table and go undefeated into the Big Ten championship. And they're respectable in the Big Ten championship. In the you know they lose by a field goal or a last second touchdown or whatever. There's a good possibility they couldn't make the college football playoff if they keep you know just blowing out their opponents. Yeah, I think this could. I think this would probably. I think they win this one by two touchdowns. I think they cover. Damn, that's too many points for me, dude. But I can understand it. Because I definitely think they're the better team, without a doubt. Um, all right, let's talk about this next game. We have Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma coming off a loss at home to Kansas State. Right now, Oklahoma is minus six and a half point favorite, so basically a touchdown. Uh, the total is sixty eight and a half here. What's your thoughts on this one, Irv? Um. Oklahoma might be trying to get it back in blood after that big loss to uh, our boy Adrian Martinez. So I think it it could get ugly, but the way that defense been playing, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a, a, a tight game, honestly. Plus, Oklahoma's next game, Red River Rivalry. Red River Rivalry. So this could be an, a spot where they overlook – Kansas, but again, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Texas TCU, but again, this is a game they're coming off, uh, coming off a loss. So, you know, they could very well be looking to, uh, to get revenge, as you said. But I mean, TCU looked great last week against SMU, won 42 to 34. They were only two and a half point favorites. Um, they've really been able to score the football, dude. Uh, yeah, they can score with pretty, it looking like they can score with pretty much anybody. You, do you think that the total at 68 and a half, do you think that's too high? Yeah, I think that's kind of high. I would honestly go under. Because, like, I thought Oklahoma's offense looked good last week. It was really their defense why they lost that game. You know, would you agree with that? Yeah, defense definitely lost in that game. But, you know, that's, they swore that Brett Venables was going, all oh, that was over. Now that they got 
one of the best defensive coaches in college football. But, hey, I guess it's going to take him some time to build his program and build up that defense to where he wants it. But um, I saw Oklahoma being probably at best 10 and 2. So now I'm thinking more like 9 and 3, maybe 8 and 4. Because if that defense keeps playing like that, it's going to be hard for them to win in the Big 12 because, you know, every all the upper echelon Big 12 teams could score a lot of points. Yep. So. And they could very well lose this game here, dude. You know, like they're at TCU. Yeah. It's not like it's going to be a walk in the park. Oh, yeah. It's never going to be a walk in the park at uh, TCU. They got a pretty – they don't have a huge stadium, but that home field advantage is real, so. Yeah, uh, dude, this one's tough, bro. Like, if this was seven, I would definitely take TCU. It's not, so I like I lean towards Oklahoma here, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely do not love it. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know my feelings on this. Uh, Oklahoma right now, offensively. Third overall in offensive efficiency. Third. In defense, though, not so good. Defense, 33rd in the in the country. Mm. So not 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 too good. TCU though, offensively, TCU, let's see where they're at. Twenty six in offense. In defense, they are – got to go down this list of ways. 94th. Sheesh. I probably lean the six and a half here. Yeah, especially with them being at home. That makes sense. All right, let's talk about this next game. We got Kentucky at Ole Miss. Right now, this is uh, Ole Miss minus seven. The total's at 54 here. What's your thoughts on this one? Uh, Ole Miss hasn't really played anybody, so this is going to be their first test of the season. And they're at home, right? Yep. So that probably gives them a little bit of advantage, but Kentucky's been playing some good football, man, so – Honestly, I like Kentucky with the points, even them to win outright, but I really like them with the points too. So I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Jackson Dart has to be accurate. Uh, If he turns the ball over, that's just going to make it a lot easier for Kentucky. Will Levi is looking like a first-rounder. I like their defense. They got the weapons. You know, Kentucky is looking like a top-ten team, and I expect them to pull it out. Yeah, this one is – this game, in my opinion, should be more like a, a field goal. Like, I don't understand why it's more than a field goal. Uh, very unusual for me. I I mean, I, I would blindly just take Texas, I mean, uh, Kentucky just for that simple fact that, in my opinion, this should be a field goal game. You're giving me a whole touchdown. Like, I'm taking that all day. Um, Kentucky is one of the best defenses in the country this year, and they're arguably the best tackling defense in the country. Like, they don't. They don't uh, – teams don't just, like uh, – they don't blow through tackles against yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like, they're a really good tackling team. Um, right now, they're 21st in the country in, in defense efficiency. But they've also had a much tougher schedule, dude. They had to go on the road to Florida, 
where they yeah. won the game. Um, they played a lot more difficult opponents. So I like Kentucky here. I like Kentucky plus a seven. Um, that's a, that's a bet that I've actually taken this week. I just I don't see how this game is is a, a field goal, dude. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense to me, like at all. And next week, well, I mean, Ole Miss has Vanderbilt next week, so they don't really have a tough schedule. But I mean, they play they they play Tulsa. They're twenty one point favorites against Tulsa. They only win by one possession. Tulsa is a good team, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Georgia Tech. Who fires their coach? Forty-two nothing. Georgia Tech stings, um, and then they don't play anybody. They play Central Arkansas and Troy. And Troy, you know, they won twenty-eight to ten, and they could for a minute there they could like barely even move the ball. Exactly. So this is a this is a game that I mean I'm taking Kentucky here, absolutely taking Kentucky. That's the only bet I'm making in this game. Not even touching like the total. It. I'm just touching the side. All right, let's talk about our this next game. We got, where are we at? Uh, We are at Florida State and Wake. uh, Wake Forest versus Florida State. Yep. Wake Forest at Florida State. Uh, Right now, Wake Forest is a touchdown dog catching seven. Florida State's laying seven. The total 63 and a half. Florida State's four and zero on the year. Wake Forest is three and one. Wake Wake is three and one against the spread. Florida State's three and one against the spread. Um, right now, Florida State is coming off, you know, a t- very t- uh, big win against Boston College, a very you mm-hmm. know, stout Boston College team that's zero and four. What's your thoughts on this game? Um, we've seen Wake Forest give Clemson all it can handle. Um, if it wasn't for them giving up, you know, those plays over the top of their head, they probably could have won that game. And they had a chance to win it at the end on that last drive, but, you know, they gave up a sack, had a bad penalty, so that would make the game go into overtime. So we've seen what Wake Forest can be. Hartman threw, what, six touchdowns against, we thought, one of the top three, top four defenses in the nation. So yep. we know we know he can play. We know Florida State can rush the passer. So I think this game is going to come down to the line of scrimmage, and is and is Clay Travis, whatever his name is, uh, is he the quarterback we thought he was going to be, or is he you know turned over new leaf and playing a lot better? Because this is Florida State's first real test of the season. I'm gonna be honest; their fans are thinking they're back. This next three game stretch with Wake, Clemson, and I forgot who they play after that. So we're going to see where the Norvell and Florida State is really at as a program. They play Wake, NC State, Clemson, back-to-back-to-back. Okay, yeah, good luck with this. If they can win one or two of these games, then, yeah, Florida State's back. And it's going to start this weekend with Wake Forest. My only concern about Wake Forest is that, you know, they're coming off a, a tough loss, dude, a loss that they, you know, felt as a team. And, you know, if you watch that game, like, there they should have won. There's points in that game that you absolutely think Wake Forest should have won. Yeah. I think this could be a letdown spot in the fact that, like, you know, they're just it's – it's a tough game, and you have to go to Florida State now. And Florida State is playing well, dude. Um, you know, I'll give them that. And defensively, that's really where they've been playing a lot better than in previous years. Right now they are – they are 36 in the country in, in defense. 
Um, and that's weighted. Feels pretty good. That's weighted yeah. against their opponent. So, you know, they haven't played uh, some t- They haven't played a lot of tough opponents. But honestly, like, you look back at the LSU game, and yeah, they barely won that game, but they played LSU probably the best of any team that's played LSU so far, right? Mississippi State, we thought was going to beat LSU. Mississippi State they just stop a play, one play. Yeah, they just turned the ball over too much, and they missed the ball, and they didn't convert on those autos fourth down, so that actually kept LSU in the game. So, yeah, I'll give Florida State some credit. They are undefeated. They are looking a lot better than what they've been under Norvell. It's just now we're about to see if they are one of the better teams in ACC or they were just playing weaker competition. <laughs> yeah, we. it's definitely going to be a, a spot that we're going to learn a lot from. Trying to pull up some information on it. Hold on. Wake Forest FSU. Uh, right now, 55% of the tickets are on Wake Forest, 58% of the money, 45% of the tickets on Florida State, 42% of the money. Mm. I kind of like that under 64, dude. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I think the well, I, I like the under because I think that I don't, eh, I don't know because Wake Forest's defense is not good. Yeah, but they offense can make up for it. They can. I just feel like this is a total letdown spot, dude. After last week, or they rebound and beat a, another good, or they rebound and beat a good team on the road. It can always be that because that Clemson game, it was. It was physical, but it wasn't super duper physical to the point where Wake Forest should be exhausted. You know, home team is three zero and one against the spread in the last four meetings in this matchup. The under is seven and zero in the last seven meetings. We'll definitely take that under. Uh, Demon Deacons are one four one and four against the spread in their last five meetings at Florida State. Well, those trends tend to keep going flowing in college football more than any other sport. So, yep. those are some those are some eye popping numbers. Uh, I guess I guess the best it's going to be a close game, but I definitely expect the plus seven. I expect Wake Forest to cover with that plus seven. Yeah, this is a man. This is a tough game, dude. Because it's like Wake Forest is better offensively. Florida State's better defensively. So you have like two different matchups, and the fact that it's at Florida State, I do think it gives them a little bit of an edge. And we're only laying a touchdown; it's not like we're yeah. laying laying seven and a half or a field goal or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of lean Florida de- State, dude. I'm not gonna lie. This is definitely a pick 'em. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of lean Florida State minus the points, dude. Okay, so you just picking the money line? I mean, I not there's not enough value there. I would I lean I lean Florida State minus seven. I don't okay. I'm not gonna bet this game yet. Right. I want to I want to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more of how the market plays out before I actually make a determination. Well, I like that Wake Forest plus seven because if they do lose, I don't see them losing by more than a touchdown. He's calling it right now. Is that best bet right there? Yeah, I think that's gonna be probably that's probably gonna be one of my best bets. All right. 
Let's talk about this next game. We have Alabama at Arkansas. Right now, Alabama's minus 17 on the road. Uh, Arkansas plus 17. The total's at 61 here. What's your thoughts on, on this matchup? So, Arkansas coming off of that letdown game against A&M. I think this game is either going to be very good or it's going to go to the other end of the spectrum and be a complete blowout towards going but going going towards Alabama's way. Now, the one thing you do have to factor in is that if you can stifle Alabama's run game and put the game in the hands of Bryce Young and those receivers, some of those receivers aren't as good as we thought they could be or we, we thought they were. So that would give Arkansas a better chance at covering and maybe getting a victory. But I think it all that's what it's all going to hinge upon. Can Arkansas make Alabama one-dimensional? Because Texas did that, and Alabama struggled at it mightily. So do they have the athletes? Do they have the type of pass rush and secondary that can make Alabama one-dimensional and make, them, and make Bryce Young beat them throwing the ball? Um. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I mean, dude, last the last game against Texas A and M. I mean, dude, that's just that's such a disheartening type of a loss, dude. Yeah, no, because that's a game that you like. That's a kind of game that like just deflates you, dude. Because you absolutely should have won that game, and it did not go your way um, at all. And now you have to turn around and play Alabama. And Alabama, you know, after that. Lo- win against Texas, which they should have lost. And if Quinn Ewers doesn't go down, they probably lose that game. You know, now they're on their mind. They're saying like, well, you know, we got to show out because we look bad in that game. Yeah. Um, Arkansas against the run. <sighs> 95th. That doesn't bowl well. 95th. This might get ugly, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lay the 17, dude, but I'm not taking Arkansas. Yeah, I wouldn't lay that 17, too. If I wouldn't lay the 17, honestly, I would lay it with Bama, to be honest. But No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would lay the 17 points. I would take Bama minus the mm-hmm. 17, but I don't know. I would lean it. I don't know if I could take it, though. Yeah, because, man, watching that game against Texas A&M wasn't a lot of positives for me. No. KJ Jefferson, he looked all right. Um, but I mean, dude, that's just a such a letdown loss, dude. They play like that versus Alabama. They losing by three or four touchdowns minimum. Yep, and Bama does play Texas A and M next week, so that is, uh, you know, but it's not. I don't think this is necessarily a letdown spot. I don't think they're looking ahead to Texas A and M. Nah. I don't think they have to look ahead to Texas A and M. You know what I mean? So I think we're on the same page here that we're gonna we're gonna lean lean the seventeen. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not taking taking Arkansas. Yeah, I would lean Bama minus seventeen. I think we all. I think we both agree with that. All right, let's talk about uh, this last game. We have Clemson versus North Carolina State. This one uh, currently too is uh, in the path of Hurricane Ian. So keep that in mind. Oh damn! I bet don't. The under. Uh, yeah, but everyone keeps saying that. But the under has already been bet down to like thirty nine and a half now. Oh yeah, well yeah. If it's under forty, then it's going over. I don't know they could be in a monsoon. It's still gonna go over. Is, I don't know if it is though because NC State's offense has been pretty bad this year. 
Yeah, it's been up and down, but I think it's going to show up and show. I think it's going to they're going to rise to the level of their competition. And we saw last week, man. NC State has the athletes on the outside. That Clemson secondary got torched by Wake Forest. Yeah, but NC State doesn't have uh, Sam Hartman. Uh, I think Troy Leary is just as good. What do you? It's think, not a. What it's not a big it, gap between those two. What do you think NC State's offense is ranked? Probably seventy-five. Damn, pretty close. Sixty-ninth. Yeah, they have been very up and down. So, what do you think Clemson's offense is ranked? Uh, forty-two. Damn, also pretty close. Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-fifth. But the thing about it is, if Clemson can get well, not Clemson. If NC State can get pressure on DJ without blitzing then that bodes well for them because DJ struggles throwing against zone coverage. He's been pretty good throwing against man coverage, but I've noticed when he's facing zone coverage or quarters or teams that don't have to blitz to get pressure, you see a lot of underthrows and a lot of overthrows from DJ. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Weather aside, I I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. Um, This is two good defenses and two, uh, I would say, limited quarterbacks at this point. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's going to be a low-scoring game. And for that reason, I'm taking NC State plus a 6.5. I got it at 7.5 earlier in the week, but I'll still take nice. it at 6.5. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I see this game being like 21 to 17. You know? 20, 24 to 20. That's the kind of game especially, I see Especially if they have inclement weather. Yeah. we Right now, we got to kind of keep an eye on it because, like, the hurricane's been like shifting in like these states, like the Carolinas and the and the Georgias of the of the worlds. Mm-hmm. They're getting like the back end of it, so like we really won't know the severity of everything until the until like it gets to game day. So it's just something that we kind of got to keep an eye on. Right now, they are expecting ninety six percent chance of rain, but it's only saying three mile an hour winds. So. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, not not too bad, but we just got to kind of keep an eye on on the weather here. But yeah, I, I do lean the under forty and a half, but I I do like taking NC State here. I think this is going to be a closer game than I think it's going to be a close game. You know, yeah, me too. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Last year it was twenty seven to twenty one. NC State won in overtime. Um, so this these two teams, I think, uh, you know, I think these are. Like we said in the beginning of the year, these are probably the two favorites in the ACC. Yeah, this game might decide the ACC here. I agree. So I like the six and a half, even though I like Clemson to win. Give me the six. Give me the six and a half points. All right. Let's go, y'all. All right. Let's get two best bets from these games here. Well, my two best bets from the games that we previewed. I'm gonna take. Uh, I love NC State plus six and a half. All right. And I'm going to also take uh, Kentucky plus six, plus seven or six and a half. Plus seven. Plus seven. Damn, dude. Kind of like took both the bets that I like. <laughs> uh, I'll go UCLA plus three. And then I'll take... Uh, Give me to get something different. Let me see here. 
Mm. I got a good one for you. We didn't talk about the game, though. Nah, it's probably a game we talked about. It's probably a game we talked okay. about. Um, I'm gonna go Oklahoma. No, no, no. TCU. No, no. no I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Florida State minus seven. All right. Florida State minus seven. Give me Florida State minus okay. seven. The Seminoles. Let's gotcha. Go. So you got you took both the bets I had written down, dude. Yeah, and I couldn't even well, do. I couldn't have the same bets, dude. So both of those are gonna be on our best bets. Well, I'm gonna have to change up my best bets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we got you have NC State plus six and a half, Kentucky plus seven. I got UCLA plus three, Florida State minus seven. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we will be back on Sunday. Me and uh, Big Ball and Ben Larson will be recapping the NFL week, and then Irvin and I will be back Monday. We'll be talking. Uh, we'll be re- recapping the college week. We'll be recapping Monday Night Football as well. Uh, we'll be getting our best bets out for college uh, tomorrow for the weekend. Make sure to follow us on the socials on Twitter at Swerve and Irving TSP at Jordan Rules TSP. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Taproom Sports Podcast. Get all the information. We'll be it. We'll put it all out there. We got y'all. Swerving Irving Washington. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads, we'll catch y'all later. Have a beautiful weekend. Let's get this money. Cha-ching. Peace.